0: See, Jesus calls us, as I'm talking today about living beyond our borders, and uh, it's a, you know, to the, the really bring the final part of our series, Living Beyond Ourselves. So, well, as Jesus calls us to live beyond ourselves, and and, and our, our generations, our own walls that we erect, we are also called to live beyond our geographical borders as well. Some of you here today and watching online, God is calling you to live beyond the borders of Hawaii. He wants you to, to go beyond Hawaii, beyond this beautiful state, and to live uh, beyond your borders and to make a difference in the world around us. He's, Jesus calls his church to expand beyond the borders, to fill the entire earth. To do that, we must go and sow into the mission uh, to the nations of the world. Well, Proside Church is called to be an apostolic training center. We've been received, we've received uh, prophetic words over the years that God has called our church to be an apostolic training center to train and send missionaries, church planters around the world. And, uh, but this takes resources to do so. You're going to hear a very powerful testimony of a couple who just, uh, said yes to God. And, and all through their life, the years, uh, years gone by, they put some of their dreams on the shelf, but God told them to take it off the shelf at, at some point in their life. And they begin to walk in that obedience, radical obedience to God. And God has begun to pour out blessings on their life and begin to open the doors for greater things in their life. Uh, so I want to encourage you today. That the, first of all, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. You're not here by accident. You're not just going around and, you know, just living every day just for yourself. No, there's a greater purpose and it's found in a relationship with God. The more I got to know God over the years, I've been walking with the Lord 41 plus years now. The more I come to know God, the more I begin to understand who I am and what my purpose is. You see people looking around for what is the purpose of God for my life? Well, let me tell you what. First of all, you have to understand it's God's purpose. It's not your purpose. Uh, Somebody ought to say amen on that. It's not your purpose. People look at What is my purpose? No, it's not me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. It's really about God's purpose. When I begin to realize I've surrendered my life to God, it's no longer what Alfredo wants. It's about what God wants for Alfredo. When you get that understanding, let me tell you what, your life will take on a whole new meaning. So gratitude, again, my first point, should motivate us to go beyond the borders. How many of you know that the greatest motivation and and, and really is the love of God? But when you understand how much God loves you, Let me tell you what, out of that gratitude heart will motivate you to go beyond your borders. Look with me in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You know, coming to this verse, uh, the, the disciples were asking, "Well, when God is, when uh, the Lord is going to re, uh, restore the kingdom of Israel?" And they were thinking more in the natural, how Israel uh, against the against the Roman Empire, and they were thinking more on the political power. But the Lord was saying to you, He said to them at that time, "It's not for you to know the times, because only the Father knows the times." But He said this in verse eight. Uh, he said, "But you will receive." power. Everyone say power. Power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Father, bless your word today, God. Open up our hearts and our minds to understand, Lord, that it's by the power of your Spirit, God. It's not by might, no, by power, not how smart we are, not how tall or short we are. It's by the power of the Spirit of God working in our lives that we can live this life and be a witness for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it doesn't just come on you to make you feel good. It doesn't just come on you so you can cry and weep. The Holy Spirit comes upon you because He wants to empower you to go and be a witness for Him. You see, the the ability to live this life, you cannot do it on your own strength. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You, You try to live this life on your own strength, you're going to fail 10 out of 10 times. But when you begin to understand, it's it's about the power of God living in and through you. That He gives you the ability to do all that He called you to do. Some of you, you have dreams, you have visions, you have goals in your life. But it seems impossible, so you put it on the shelf. And then you, you kind of forget about it. But I think today, God wants you to take it off the shelf. Today, He wants you to bring it to the forefront. Why? Because that dream, that goal, that vision He placed in your heart, you won't be able to do it on your own. But when you come in connection with the Father, and the Holy Spirit activated in your life, the Holy Spirit is not a source, it's not just a force, it's the third person in the Godhead. He's not any less than Jesus or the Father. But He's equal and He's part of the the Trinity. And when the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, let me tell you, when heaven lives on the inside of you, there's such a power that calls you to do things beyond your natural gifting, beyond your, your own capability. How many know what I'm talking about? The Spirit of God comes on you. All of a sudden, what seemed impossible becomes possible. Why? Because the Holy Spirit. That's why we need more of how many realize we need more of God. We need more of God in our life, less of ourselves. A lot of times we live more of ourselves and less of God. But we have to be increased the increase of the presence of God in our lives. More of God. Well, this gratitude will motivate you. you see, Jerusalem here, you say, you be my witness in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is where you live, is among your family. I mean, you know, God saved you because he wants to save your entire family. He wants you to, to be a witness to them. Oh, you might say, Pastor Coach, you don't know about my family, man. I mean, they're, they're deep in darkness. They're, they're doing things that is like way out. I don't think that God really wants them. Let me tell you what, God loves them so much. He saved you. And he wants to work through your life to bring salvation to your family members. I've heard story after story of people, uh, they say, wow, man, my parents or my, my 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 grandparents or my uncle, my aunties are impossible. But let me tell you what, when you say impossible, then you begin to come face to face with the God of possibilities. And you trust Him. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll save them and He'll make you realize it's not you saving them, it's Him saving them. He's the Savior of the world. And I began to realize when I became a Christian, God wanted to save my entire family. And I began to pray for them and believe God for them. See, some of you, you've been praying, but you kind of give up on it because it seems impossible. But when you begin to pray with a heart of passion, a heart of, uh, that's motivated by God's love, let me tell you what, it's not a matter of if, it's just when they'll get saved one by one. Can I hear an amen, somebody? See, because God is the savior. And, and you realize Jerusalem is where you live, your family. Judea is the region around you. Judea could be like maybe from here going to the, to the, uh, the west side. The west side? That's how they say it. You gotta say it a certain way. On the west side, or maybe uh, it could be the outer island. But God wants us to, to really have an influence going beyond just our families to take on other areas that God's calling you to. And I love the fact that God is, is really moving in our lives, not to just live in the comfort zone. People always ask me, where is you? Where is God in my life? Well, let me tell you what, God is always beyond your comfort zone and he wants us to live beyond our borders. Now, Samaria is the neighboring cities and even people, don't, people you don't like. How many of you know that God called us to love the unlovely people? It's easy to love people who love you, but to love the people. We actually despise you. You see, the Samaritans were half Jews. And what happened is, the ones that were full Jews, they would look down on the Samaritans. They wouldn't even acknowledge them. But you see, God loved the Samaritans. And he realized he's calling the, the Jews to live beyond their borders. Even the Samaritans who were half-breed. See, some of us, we love certain kind of people. Oh, part of our culture, maybe our ethnicity. But God wants us to go beyond that and to love the unlovely, the people that sometimes irritate you. How many know what I'm talking about? You go to work or you go to a place in a community, you see them and all of a sudden you just want to roll your eyes or you want to just kind of disappear. You see, God wants us to be a witness to bring change in the world around us. And sometimes it will be against our own feelings toward that kind of people. Because God is a God that wants to spread his love and his gospel through us. Now, Samaria, again, going on to the ends of the earth. Some of us here today and some of you online, you're listening to this message. You're not here by accident. God has called you to live beyond the borders. And you're going to hear a powerful testimony of someone who's called, a family that's called to live beyond the borders and and to make the the difference in the world around us. Now, when you begin to be a witness, you you witness the way you live. But you have to also witness to your lips in what we say. The next passage, as we come to the next point, is to do this, we must be equipped and sent. Now, in Romans chapter 10, I'm going to start at verse 13. He says this, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, it starts by calling on the name of the Lord. Maybe you're here today, you're a guest and you someone invited you. Let me tell you what, it starts by recognizing you need Jesus and calling upon Him as the Savior. And the Bible says, if you call upon Him today, you will be saved. You'll be set free. You will have, uh, uh, your path was on the way to destruction. Now you get on the path that takes you to a relationship with God and to heaven. Well, it starts with calling on the name of the Lord. Verse 14, Romans 10 says this. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. See, realize that that God wants the gospel not not just to be with us, but to go beyond us. And that God wants us to be uh, equipped to share the gospel with others. That we don't just keep the gospel to ourselves, but to share it with other people. That's why I love the fact that our church, we have the growth track that you can get involved with, in, what will help teach you and begin to, uh, uh, to prepare you for greater things. But it equips you to become a disciple. We have the discipleship track. We have where you talk about how you can share your faith. If you haven't been to our growth track or our discipleship track, it was, It is was designed to, to really train us to become disciplined followers of Jesus. Then we have the Freedom Weekend. Some of you have been to Freedom Weekend, and God has done some amazing things in, in Freedom Weekend. So when you get there, God wants you to, to pour His Spirit upon you, fresh. where you begin to realize some of the things you've been carrying around for life, it's not your fault, but it's because it was passed down from forefathers. Well, we want to equip you. So you can become a living testimony, a witness of God to overcome the, the sins of yesterday, to break the, the, the cycles of sin and the cycles of addiction in our life. You see, because God wants us to live free so we can be a witness beyond the borders. Again, it's about being equipped by God. You see, we're saved, but you're not just saved to sit, you're saved to be sent. By God. We always say this at Pearlside Church from the beginning. It's not about our seating capacity. It's about our sending capacity. Why? Because God is sending every one of us. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Amen. The Great Commission is our commission. And again, our church is not just called to be a, a, a local church. It's called to be a global church. God wants us to move beyond the greater things that he has for us. Well, all of us can go. And all of us can sow beyond our borders. Look at I me mean in this powerful passage of Scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. You see, God wants us to give with a cheerful heart. But verse eight says this, what? And God is able to bless you. How many want to be blessed abundantly? Come on, let me see your hand. You want to be blessed abundantly? Well, look what it says here. God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need. Oh, there's a lot of alls there. You will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You know that some of you here today, God has blessed you in such a powerful way. But you see, he's the one that blessed you. He's the one that supplied for you. He's the one that provided the bread for you. And you know, sometimes people tell me, well, you know, I, I, I've, God has blessed me, but, you know, I've worked hard. I've done all that. Yeah, I know you work hard. But let me tell you, you got to get it straight at the beginning. It's not about what you did. It's about what he has done in your life. See, it's a big difference when you realize that, hey, uh, it's not about your gifted, giftedness to do all these things and uh, accumulate a lot. It's by God giving it to you. Everything you have is from God and it's for God's purpose. Can I hear an amen, somebody? But look at verse 11. You will be enriched in every way that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving. To God. How many of you know that when God stops blessing you, you begin to have a heart of gratitude because you realize everything is from Him. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also, but is also overflowing. Everyone say overflowing. In many expressions of thanks, thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. You know, when you begin to be generous, you begin to sow seeds of blessings to other people. Well, let me tell you what, it will give other people an opportunity to praise God and come into a relationship with the Lord. And when you begin to sow seeds beyond yourself, you begin to open up the heavens that God began to pour out his spirit upon upon people who are far from him, now coming to him. Why? Because of your generosity. Whatever you give, let me tell you what, God multiplies it for the expansion of his kingdom. See, and God wants to do something amazing. I talking to this one family who is part of our church and 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 um They've been always sowing seeds to many uh, missionaries, uh, campus ministers. They've been giving uh, to churches overseas. And and God began to bless their company over and over. In fact, they want to remain anonymous. They don't want nobody to know what they're doing. They just want to do it unto God. But I, I look at their life. I look at their company. I begin to see God's blessings from heaven. Why? Because they realize too much is given, much is required. Too much is given, much is responsible. And they begin to realize it's not just for them to accumulate, but really to be sowers of seeds. Of blessings to others, and when they begin to do that, you get into a cycle of giving and sowing seeds. Because the, the principle of what you sow is what you're going to reap. You cannot outgive God. Can name Amen, somebody. When you give in faith, you're honoring God. And let me tell you what: when you're in that that blessing, that cycle of blessings, you cannot outgive God. God will always open the heavens and pour out upon you. Why? Because He wants you to be more of a blesser and giver to others. When you give to others, God began to pour, begin to pour into your life so you can become more of a blessing to other people. This generosity is about, it starts with us first being a cheerful giver and God begin to do something amazing through our lives. You know, this Thanksgiving weekend, we will close the series by practicing generosity. We will give everyone an opportunity. It starts this weekend and it goes all the way to the end of the year when we give our legacy offering. It's an offering to the expansion of God's kingdom. And it's living beyond ourselves. And then we begin to see the church plants and the sites and the, the campus ministry and the ministry missionaries beyond this, this this island. Because God called us to be a worldwide mission, a global mission that would ch- touch the world for the kingdom of God. Can you hear an amen, somebody? That's what God called us to do. So the more generous we are to Him, the more generous He becomes to us. We cannot give in to fear or scarcity or small thinking. Uh, In in Hawaii, we say Manini thinking. We serve a great, big, wonderful, awesome God. And let me tell you what, God can do anything in your life. But when we want to become more like the Lord, everybody says, well, I want to be more like Jesus. You know where it starts to be more like Jesus? It's the heart of generosity. Why? Because God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son. He gave something that was dear, precious to him. You know, when we are most like God, I just know that when you get a touch of God in your heart, you become more generous because you realize we're just conduits of God's blessing to the world around us. And when you live like that, let me tell you what, the blessings of God begin to flow in such a powerful way through our lives. You know, what we're about to do, uh, Pastor Norman, who is our expansion pastor, Founder of our church, we're moving to start planting churches and sites. And you know, uh, locally, uh, we, we have, uh, our pro site, Nanakuli site with Boko and Sierra at Kukono and, and the, and the people out there. There's about 55, uh, 60 people out there that meet, uh, weekly, uh, well, online and then on uh, the next week they meet in person. But there is a, there's a community of people out there. And that's what we want to do as a church. We want to we want to plant uh, sites. So Nanakuli, uh, we plant them. They go two times a month. And eventually, they're going to go three times. And they're going to go every week. And they're working toward that area. And God is doing something amazing. Saving people out there. Because why? We are a church not just of Pearl City or here in our district. No, we want to reach beyond that. We also have uh, uh, Pearlside Milani with Liko and Nikki Cruzi, uh, who we started a, a, just a once a month thing. And, and you know, they have a good, a good number of people gathering. There was about 100 people the last time. And seeing people come who haven't come church for a while, reaching out there. Why are we doing that? Because we're not called just to be one big church. We're called to plant other churches. You know, like the, the beautiful thing you saw last week about Pastor Key Omo, Key and Chanel Omo. I mean, Key and Chanel used to be part of our fellowship here. And they, we planted uh, site Kaneori, and now they're thriving and things are doing good out there. Why? Because we want to reach people even in Kaneore, even on the windward side. I used to tell Pastor Key, when I drive through the tunnel and I come off on the windward side, like I feel like my stress level went 10 degrees less. Because just, he always said, well, that's God's side of the island, coach. I said, well, I think God owns the whole island, but I like going to the, the windward side. But you see, Pastor Key, he took a step of faith. Because, see, we're not just called to be all in one big church. We're called to plant sites. And now it's, it's Pearl Side It's a church plant that first started as a site. now we see also in Tacoma, uh, what was going on with uh, Pastor uh, Mark and Ruth Young and, and, and expanding out there in Tacoma and seeing families and people come to Christ. There's about 50 plus people gathering. Uh, online and in person weekly. So there's something out there that we want to believe God to make disciples, to raise up leaders and begin to expand the kingdom of God out in Tacoma. So this is all the initiatives that we are doing right now. And to do something like this, we need the resources. Why? Because we want to obey God's call upon our church. We're not just called to be a, a, just a local church. We are an apostolic center to make a difference in the world around us. You know, we see uh, campuses, university, UH, UH Manoa, um, the 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 community colleges, West Oahu. Uh, God wants us to reach the campuses. How many of you know you reach the campuses, you reach the future leaders? God called us to reach the high school campuses, the middle school campuses. Well, so all our workers that raised up to do those kind of things, we need to support them. We need to encourage them. We need to to get behind them. Why? Because God wants to reach beyond our walls, beyond our comfort. And God wants us to make a difference in the world. You know, global missions. And you're going to hear a testimony soon. But we got uh, Pastor Tarn and Marissa Liu out there in Thailand. And we're looking at planning a church there in 2023 and, you know, you got Corey and Sonia Alimaza joined them there. They already started uh, a, a gathering already. They have worship. They have a little group coming together at their home. But it's, it's, it's really uh, being developed to v- become a, a site and a church plant eventually out in Thailand. And, and God's doing some amazing things. And, 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 you know, I think one of the things you have to understand that, that some of us here today, as you hear my voice, God has put some dreams in your heart. And maybe perhaps to live in another country to make a difference in the world. Maybe you had it when you were younger, but you kind of put it on the shelf. Because it does, it's not aligning in your life today. But I want to say to encourage you, if God said it, then you dare to believe it. It's not a matter of if, it's just when he's going to bring it to pass. Sometimes we think, wow, I'm looking forward, I'm seeing if God is faithful. Well, you got to turn that around. God is looking if. You are faithful to him. You are faithful to the call. And today I have a, a guest spot that I, I love this couple dearly. I've seen, them, I've seen them for many years. They've been with us. And, and, uh, but God has always worked in their heart in the beginning. Just little seeds placing in their heart as they believe God and they obeyed God. I want you to put your hands together as we welcome to the stage Jeff and Leanne Agonos. All right. You know, um, you know, I Jeff, you've been with us, like I think, like about seven years here at Highlands. You work in the, take care of our media, used to work in the operations, and you, you've been faithful. And, and, and Leanne's been here, too, about five years now. And Leanne, when she came and joined our congregation, she was kind of coming along with Jeff and I just kind of be part of it, but she was thrown into the fire because at that time, we needed an administrator, and she jumped in, and then she really helped us uh, and to move our campus forward. But they've been with us for a while, and I've, I've known them. But, you know, the beautiful thing about them, I knew them when they were, like, single by themselves. And, and, I, and both of them had an opportunity to go on a mission trip with me, a mission trip that radically changed their lives. And uh, first of all, I want to start with, with Jeff, because I know Jeff, we went on a mission trip 2012 to Thailand. And, um, you know, Jeff was, he was young, so he would miss some of the meetings. And I said, Jeff, You got to make the meeting, so you're not going to be on this mission team long enough. You know, so we had that moment. He was just new to the faith, but God was already nudging his heart to go to Thailand. Tell us, Jeff, how that mission trip, God placed the seed in your heart that one day to live in that country.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, so in 2012, I went on my uh, my first mission trip to Thailand with Coach. And I like to think God has a sense of humor because... Prior to that, I vowed to myself that I was never going to go on a mission trip. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> but then I had that nudge from, that, from the spirit to go. So my, my, um, during that time, I was, I was still a college student. I was getting my bachelor's in social work, and I thought I had school, um, summer school. But then I didn't have to go, so my time was free. So I just checked it out. I went to... Um, I joined the meetings, the mission meetings with you. And then I was still on the fence. So, and then while preparing for Thailand, I didn't know anything about the nation, the people, the food. And then the only thing that I had within me was, you know, my faith with God. So prior to, uh, before going to Thailand, you know, I told him to take hold of my heart and give me, um, to give me, to help me see through your lens. And then when I went to... <laughs> when I got to Thailand, that's when God showed me his heart for the nation. And that that nation needed Jesus. Like, I had so much emotions when I was there, but then the one thing that was so great was hope. That there was hope that God was for this nation, and that one day all Thai people will know who their creator is, and Heavenly Father, and that allowed me to keep going. That allowed me to um, every time I went, I think I went eight years after that, it, um, God... Eight times. Yeah, eight times. Oh, eight times after that. And then God, um, it was so clear that this was where I wanted to be. This is where I wanted to be, um, you know, with my family one day on the long run to expand God's kingdom for the nation.
0: You know, the beautiful thing about it, you know, that mission trip, we had 10 people on the team, and all 10 of us led one person to the Lord, which in, in a Buddhist country is unheard of. So you got to know that when we did that, it was a very successful mission trip, And uh, and a lot of them are still in the church today Mm -hmm. because of that that mission trip. And and so God did amazing things in your heart when you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Leanne, we went on a mission trip to the Philippines in, in 2010. I remember, but it was a kind of a different mission trip. Because it was raining and it was storming the whole time. And, and everything we did was we always met at this coffee shop. I told him if the, if the electricity goes down, if the phones we cannot use, meet me at this coffee shop. Well, the first week of the mission trip, we were at the coffee shop every day. Because we, nothing was going on. But I felt like, you know, it wasn't like, the, like how we did in Thailand and some other mission trips. But God did something amazing in your life and and not just you, but two other people yeah. that today are in the mission uh, in the ministry well tell us about that how did that mission trip impact your life
2: um I think personally that mission trip it it just showed me because you know I hadn't been out of the country much times at that time, and I think on that trip it just enlarged my heart to see like wow god you're you're a big god like you're not just a god here you're not even just a God that we talk about, you know, at here in Hawaii but or in the US, but you you're a God of literally every nation. Mm-hmm. And it enlarged my heart to see that, wow, God, you are bigger than just here in the islands. Like and something about it just continued to draw me and 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 just seeing how people live, seeing that even though they spoke a different language, like they still needed the same God. I think it 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 kind of opened my eyes to see, like, God, other people need to know who you are, too.
0: Right. Now, on that mission trip, because the second week was really powerful, God used us in a very powerful way. But God did something inside of you, Leanne, that I remember when we were at Leroy Community College, where we used to meet for church, and they were testifying. And I I just put it on Leanne. Leanne, what did God uh, say to you? And she had, for the first time, just let it out, what God was speaking to her on, on that mission trip. And it was a start in the beginning of her being in ministry. Talk, talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, um, I you know, I, I thought I was just only sharing with, like, the team and with coach, and he tells me to tell the whole church, <laughs> like, um, you know, Leanne, what did God tell you? And um, I was like, you know, like, I've been a part of this church, like, you know, from high school. I, I had just started college, and, you know, I was involved in small groups at the time, but I was like, I, I feel like, it feels like God wants me to go into full-time ministry, but I'm not sure yet, you know, maybe after college, and I think that was the first time I told, it was just a seed at that time. And as
0: you let it out, God began to work inside your hearts. Now, as you guys got together, because you weren't really on board at first with Thailand, and, and God was already speaking to Jeff as you guys came together. I remember talking to Jeff, having a conversation with Jeff, because Jeff, you know, as they got married and, and realizing, you know, at first, Leanne wanted to go to China. And then, and then I remember telling Jeff as we was having a conversation, let's just tell Leanne, there's a lot of Chinese people that live in Thailand. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> but, but along the way, God began to work in your hearts in preparation for this call. And it doesn't, didn't come easy because a lot of times you get the promise of God, but you have to go through the process of God. Talk to us
1: about that. Yeah. So it was... This is this has been ten years in the making, right? And I, you know, when we got married, I was I was ready to go. You was ready. I was ready. <laughs> but then she was telling me, you know, pump pump your brakes. You know, I, I need to hear from God too. Yeah. And then you know, so I I gave her her time to hear from God. And then we were we were actually planning in 2019, but then we got we got pregnant and then we got a miscarriage. So that kind of held us back. So we put Thailand on the shelf. Until we were healing from that, and then when we were ready again, COVID happened, and then so we we put that back on the shelf, and then um, after after this whole pandemic thing happened, we were we were ready to um, oh yeah I was I was waiting I was waiting from her to to tell um, I was waiting from her to tell me like oh when it's time to go, and then. She was. She desired children at that time after our our first our, after our miscarriage, and then um, I told her, I told her, if you're not gonna get pregnant by July, we need to start planning for Thailand because it's been <laughs> a long process. And then lo and behold, I think around the end of July, she calls me. She's saying she's pregnant. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So Thailand went back on the show. So went <laughs> back
0: on the show again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> until until last year's Seek Week.
0: Yeah. And seek week, when we have seek week prayer and fasting, it's to really seek God, because God will speak to us. Now, if you know Jeff, I meet with him, he's ready to go, but he's waiting for the Lord to speak to his wife. She really wants to go, but she wants to hear from God. Talk to us about that prayer and fasting time when God spoke to you.
2: Yeah, um, I think because, you know, I knew in marrying Jeff that this was going to be his call. So I knew it was going to be our call when we got married. And I think that what I was wrestling with was, you know, like, God, how come you spoke so clearly to him? But you didn't speak so clearly to me. And I just wanted to have that conviction in my heart that when we go, I know we're committed to going and that when we go and things get hard when we're overseas, because we don't expect it to be perfect, you know, it's not an easy journey, and I just wanted to know that I wasn't going to pack my bags and come home. I wanted to know that God, this is where you're calling us to be, and yeah, just be so I was kind of wrestling with that, you know in the first few years we had our, and then we had our miscarriage, and it just hurt me emotionally so I just needed to heal from that and, um, you know yeah Thailand kind of went on the shelf for me and um I remember last week 2021 at the end of the year we were at the down at the youth center and I just in the response time you're like you know take just kind of take some time here from God and I just felt like God was saying it's time to take it off the shelf and I was like whoa God like okay now you tell me I wasn't even praying about it to be honest and I tell him, and I think he knew that was God because I wouldn't be the first to initiate that conversation. And so we were like, okay, we're gonna plan in faith. God, if this is you, we're just gonna take steps of faith. And if you keep opening the doors, and we'll know. And you know, our daughter's a year and a half now, so we're not going alone. Like we're going with our as a family.
0: You know, this couple. I'm so proud of them. You know, they, now they have a date. What is the date where you guys are gonna live? You guys already have the tickets already.
2: Yeah. January 22, so, 2022.
0: so January 22, and I want you to know we're actually blessing the church there, which is Pastor Kawi and, and Jeannie Thai, uh, Grace Bangkok. They're connected to us. I think there's a picture. This is uh, when we went to Thailand just recently uh, together. You see Tarn and Marissa. and the On this end is Pastor Kawi and, and, and Jeannie. So that's the church they're going to be part of to help the, the Grace Bangkok church. And so we're sending our best. We're not just sending people uh, that, you know, like, oh, I have a good idea. And it's hard for me to let them go from this campus, but I realize I have to let them, to, let them go to fulfill God's will. Talk to us today and give us a word of encouragement as a parting shot. What would you say to somebody, maybe have dreams and goals, and yeah. maybe it's kind of like on the shelf. What would you say to encourage them? Um,
1: I would say, you know, some, you know God can't steer a ship that's not moving. And then sometimes, you know, we want to just sit and wait to hear an answer from God. But in most cases, God wants us to take that leap of faith, to take, to move forward. And then once we move forward, then He'll direct our steps. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we leave it on a shelf for a while, but then once we take that off the shelf, you know, we'll we'll never know if if God will open or close the door until we na- take that next step.
0: You know, you've been taking those steps for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and But now it's going to be fulfilled. The mm-hmm. one thing you realize is never your timing, but it's God's timing. Yes. But God is faithful, but he placed that inside mm-hmm. of you. And now you're going. So and thank you for the encouragement. What about you, uh, Leanne? What would you say to encourage us today?
2: Um, you know, I think one thing I learned from this is that it's, when God calls us to something, it's not going to be a walk in the park. There will be right. challenges, Struggles, but yeah. yeah. And and for us, like I, or for myself, it was, you have to really count that cost. Yeah. You know, it's going to take, there's going to be a sacrifice to whatever God calls us to. And I know for us, like leaving it, it's not easy to just pack our bags and go like our, I think the hardest part is knowing that now that we have a, a daughter, you know, our family, her, our, both of our parents were in the first service and, you know, it's not easy, right, to just up and go, but I think what God really convicted me was that for, not every family is called to this to just move to another nation, but for us, this is our assignment from God, yeah. and for us, we want to be faithful to what God has, has trusted us with, because right. we know that there's people, there's people that we have relationships there, and at the end of the day, like you know and or at the end of our lives we're going to be accountable to God too if were we faithful to what God called us to do, and we want to be able to stand before God and say, God, yes, we did, and even if it's going to Thailand, and if one person comes to know God right. in eternity, that matters so much more than our comfort of being here at home and we you know now that we have a daughter, we also want to be an example to her that you know, mom and dad is saying yes to what God is calling us to do as a family, and our heart is that this would inspire her when she's older to say yes to what God has for her, because, you know, I was reached as a young person, and this church has literally changed our lives, being trained here, you know, and even coached, like, just the amount of people that believe in us in this church, we know we wouldn't be able to be sent if it wasn't the training that we received here, the people that helped us in our walk here. Yeah. And so our heart is even for our daughter to have that same community, you yes. know, whether here in Thailand, right. we're just thankful that God would use us and allow us to say yes.
0: Yeah, you know, recently I remember I saw you out in the, the um, you know, out in the uh, out there in the lobby. And in, I think a couple of weeks ago, I saw you crying. I said, Leanne, you okay? because because a, a, a little girl i mean who's part of our fellowship came up to you and and told you something that touched your heart but you realize what we do in faith affects people around us
2: yeah she's um you know one the daughter she came up to me and she was like auntie one day i want to be a missionary like you and I think that touched me because you don't realize that the next generation is watching, watching you.
0: They're watching you, yeah.
2: That they're, you know, we're not perfect, we don't have it yeah. together, yeah. but just simple acts of faith. Yes. It can inspire the next generation. Amen, amen.
0: Well